you are listening to Talking Out of Slot. I'm Scott Brownlee, here at home in Sussex. And I'm Nick, and I'm in Monaco, or Monaco, mm. as we should say it properly in the Sterling Moss fashion. <laughs> Monaco. And, Monaco. And Monaco. Uh, yeah, I think you should tell people why you're in Monaco. Uh, I'm here for an electric vehicle rally, not the 132nd scale type, but the full-size type. Um, it's the seventh round of the Eco Rally Cup. Um, and, yeah, it's a regularity rather than the rally. There's no timed special stages. It all has to be done um, in the uh, local speed limits and traf- traffic laws must be obeyed at all times. Um, one competitor wasn't last time out in Slovenia and he got booted. As a result. And what kind of cars? I mean, is it just wall-to-wall Teslas? Or what is it, these? No, no, it's, um, I, there are 19 manufacturers uh, this 19? weekend. because Yeah, uh, 36 different types of car. Um, the regular, it's not a performance competition. So uh, it's an accuracy of timing competition. Plus, that, that's about 40% of the overall score is avoiding penalties for being late or early at the check-ins. The 60% is then weighted on your vehicle's energy consumption. Um, and, yeah, interesting. And that then tends to skew the results somewhat. So last time out, there was a local couple in an electric Mini Cooper who came 19th overall in terms of the performance on the timing, but they finished 5th because they used the least energy of anyone. So it's quite hard to work out the results. You can't really predict it. Um, you're sitting there going, oh, they're doing really well. And then it turns out that actually they've drunk an awful lot of energy getting there. So Teslas, um, big Audis, things like that, they tend to finish quite low down. Um, we had somebody win um, around outright in the Czech Republic. Uh, it was two students and they, they were driving the girl's uh, mother's Renault Zoe. Um, Renault Zoe's okay. are small and light for an electric vehicle and so uh, they did really well anyway that's why i'm here but we're here to talk about slot cars oh yeah well you know it's interesting i think we should if you're going to pop up at exotic locations which <laughs> <laughs> i think yeah, we, we should explain and, it, i will i will i promise so i can i i'm in the what to you and i and most people would be the lowe's hotel it's these days it's the fairmont but it is right on the hairpin of the, the grand prix circuit the tunnel goes underneath us. In fact, from driving here last night, pretty much all the roads are subterranean <laughs> in Monaco. Um, I didn't see the sky between coming off the auto route and uh, arriving at the hotel. So it's got popped out of this hole and went, oh, I'm here. It's like being a mole. <laughs> <I've>, <laughs> and have you spotted or have you had a chance to spot any, are there any Monaco slot car shops? I mean, for all those sort of bored Formula 1 drivers who are saving all the tax? Are they, are they I am to buy? going to investigate that. Um, I haven't yet, and I'm going to have to check out of the hotel because they are holding my, pretty much my entire life savings as a deposit <laughs> against um, me drinking the minibar drive, basically. Um, yeah, it's a I'm lot not... of euros to come and stay here yeah. just as an insurance payment. Yeah, as we say, at Monaco prices, I would imagine drinking the minibar drive would be quite... Or, or emptying your bank account would happen before you'd 
by the minibar, if you see what I mean. Got that the wrong I way. had a packet of crisps for dinner last night after mm. the minibar, and I'm really nervous about how many slot cars it's going to cost me. <laughs> Excellent. Well, so, oh, no, there's but... two slotets for a packet of ready salted. <laughs> Uh, it's just for the. I mean, again, this perhaps too much for clubs. Do you remember the, the, there was a comedy series called Stellar Street, which worked on yes. the premise that lots of famous people lived on one kind of ordinary suburban road in London, uh, and it was a various impersonators who did it. It was very funny. Uh, so I think Keith Richards ran the corner shop or something, didn't he? That was it. Yeah. But yep. the um, so just the no, the notion of you know David Coulthard and various other Formula One. Uh, luminaries uh, <laughs> drop it, dropping into the Monaco slot shop to urgently pick up the latest uh, Skeletrix uh, F1 Martini, you know, the Lotus Martini, uh, seeking out somebody to see, Was that, is that the right colour? Is it really that green? Anyway, we won't go into colours. Um, well, uh, <laughs> I have it in my hand, actually. My, my exotic adventure, which pales completely in comparison to go to Monaco, was a run down to uh, Arundel, or, or Ford to be very precise, uh, which is the name of the, effectively I think there's a prison, a pub and a small railway station and Gage Master um, so I had a couple of cars that I had to pick up one of which was the, find the car oh, 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 Martini oh. Lotus. is it green? Is it brown? Is it green or brown? It is brown. green, it, it is, it is green uh, it is green and uh, I wouldn't uh, I'm going to reserve too much judgment on whether it's the same green as it should be, but it's definitely green. What's very obvious is it's very pretty and all that good stuff. Um, Mario is a little too big. Uh, his head is above the roll bar. I don't know if you can see yeah. that in the shot I'm holding up. So uh, when I open it to remove the magnet, and actually, Skeletrix designers tip, if you're going to make the magnet that obvious from underneath, can we remove it from underneath? Because that would save me <laughs> partially... <laughs> Destroying uh, my my nice Lotus. They are um, so yeah, I picked up the Lotus to, to take oh, apart those things. It's, it, it's the closest I come or will ever come uh, to open heart surgery because I try and do it without <laughs> taking the whole the whole car apart. So I'm kind of prizing. Um, but the real uh, the real reason the Lotus had been in stock for a while was that Michael Fassbender has arrived. He's in oh, the building. Um, he's green and he's mad. And, it's green and he's matte, and it's. Uh, I mean, I'm very fond of this uh, particular Carrera model because I think this is my third or fourth one in various liveries. Um, this is probably rocketed to the top of the list of my favourite one. I think it is extremely well executed. Um, but anyway, more, so green. If last week was all about brown cars, this week is about green ones. But we won't go on about that. So yeah, I had a, I had a nice trip. So we went to Gage Master, picked up the cars, had a look around. Um, people have a look at Gage Master's website if you like. It's not a great website, but there's a few pictures. It's basically a warehouse with a big showroom shop on the front. Uh, and there's a corner of slot cars, not much more, and there's a little bit of a wall of plastic kits like Airfix. And then the entire place is just full floor-to-ceiling of model railway stuff in every conceivable scale. And it's amazing. And they import Japanese stuff. And, uh, it's just you can spend an hour in there just going, wow, look at the detail of that. And look at the tiny vampires, because there's a company who makes figures in various tiny scales, and they include tiny vampires and tiny zombies. And I think they're a German company, so there's lots of tiny naked people as well. But we won't go into, <laughs> we won't go into ah, that. Ah, yes. Is that Shrek? 
Noch, I think it is. Ah, okay. Noch. Yeah, because I I know um, Pendles had those figures, German railway figures for 30-second scale, and there were inordinate numbers of bikinis being put on or taken off. Very well. What's quite funny with the naughty ones, the packet has got a a sort of a little window, and let's say there's a chair, and then the rest is covered up uh, with a sort of, you know, something. But there's a sort of little stick diagram of what the figures might be doing, and so you, not much is left to the imagination. But just, but the one which is most people, (laughs) it's crazy. But I mean, you know, I've heard of you passing the time while you're waiting for a train, but I never thought. Anyway, uh, the the one which had me in fits was the one which was a bed with some indentations on it, and then presumably the figures, the figures match up with the indentations. Uh, however, nothing. So I'm sure slot. Mind you, I've got I've got a I've got a nightclub on my layout, so I suppose yeah, it's not too far of a stretch. Um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> dear listener, can you tell that we've made no attempt to script the beginning of this one whatsoever? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, we've got the green cast, and you know uh, we, I'm we've a, got green cast. I'm, I'm not a you're looking Carrera out. fan, as you know, but that green one is going to arrive at some point. Um, I've actually made a plan to get four Carrera GTs for the club um, and have a Carrera GT class, modern GT class, um, because they just make the cars that compete right now. So there's no argument about it. Um, well, I, I went down, to, I went with my friend David, who's got a wonderful four lane polycar uh, track in, upstairs at his house. Um, Lovely. Uh, he got rid of the children and converted it into a slot car room, which I think is you know the, what every man should do. Anyway, um, we took, went back there afterwards and had a run with the car, and he dug it. He's one to get advice from because he sets up his cars very nicely, and they're all reasonably matched, actually. So he dug out a BMW M6 Carrera GT, mm-hmm. uh, which lapping straight away faster than mine was uh, out the box and it was on standard tires and things so whatever whatever witchcraft he does to them i think it's i think he does a bit i think he does a bit of whisper it chassis shaving you know does he there's a bit of that chassis shaving chassis shaving (laughs) (laughs) now before we oh you go i was going to say wasp will be receiving orders for its guide converters for one thing um they seem to be a fairly essential piece of kit to bring some joy back to the world of Carrera. Oh, you're so harsh, you really are. I was, I mean, I was, I was blasting this round Davis track, just literally out the box, magnet out, that was all, and it never deslotted. But that's Polica. Yeah, it's nice smooth track. <laughs> nice Come smooth, to Park and... smooth track. Yeah, smooth. exactly. It's smooth as the way. You know, crushing all that... disappointment as the wibbly wobbly, <laughs> not deep enough thing. Let's go halfway around the corner. I think we should start a fundraising campaign to replace the Ninko with Polycar. I think it would be a revelation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> anything other than bumps, lumps, and whatever. But, 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 you know, yeah, it is what Same it, for everyone. It's what it is. Anyway, so um, I won't go straight to what caught your eye because you literally seconds before we started recording, you sent me a picture of what had caught your eye. Everything that's caught my eye has been old-fashioned and very expensive this week. Okay, that's just because you're you're staying. It knows the algorithm knows you're staying in a hotel <laughs> in Monaco, and it's say, this man needs to see more very expensive slot cars. Seriously, the guy in the presidential suite would look at some of these things and go. It's a bit much. 
give us a for instance then. What's the, what's the th- so uh, the uh, what they call them? It begins with O. Uh, not Oliphant. That's something from the Hobbit, isn't it? Um, Ostero. No, no. Um, anyway, uh, first of all, Hobby Classic has done the Bugatti Royale, which was for many years the most expensive car ever, both when it was brand new in the 30s and then when people started sort of buying and selling classic cars, it just was immediately top of the chart, wasn't it? And, and it, so they've made a uh, slot version. And it's suitably, is it one thirty second of a very expensive price? It's <laughs> suitably opulent. I mean, when I sent you the photo, you thought it was a die cast, didn't you? Mm, yeah. And it, it could but, well be a one eighteenth die cast when you see the photo of it. Um, and interestingly, it also comes with the um, Type 35 pedal car with a child in it, which also has a motor and a guide. Why? That's why. Well, because they can, I think, is the short answer. I suppose. But you yeah. see, yeah, it appeals to me. I mean, I think it's the same sort of, you know, I've got a, a lunar buggy slot car. Why? Well, I have. And why make a you know, submarine Lotus Esprit? <laughs> So I think yes. that it fits. I fits the, that kind of. No, I think that would be quite in a kind of you know having having your own Goodwood Festival of Speed or, or revival interval moment where you know something parades around just for the the crowd to look at. Then having yeah. a tiny Bugatti with a small child in it. But can, can you remember the price, or is that what you're frantically looking up? No, 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 uh, no. I I haven't seen the price because they've just announced that after a period of. They're doing it. Relative inactivity, where they only really produce chassis for other people's cars to, to tune them up, or the um, super big um, Group A Mercedes 190 body to go on to the slotted DTM 190 chassis, um, which makes it just huge. But um, yeah, Hobby Classic was sort of saying, apologies for the delay to new products here's what we've got and it's just this stunning image so it will be coming soon it will be resin it will be a catastrophic amount of money uh for the average slaughter um and that's based on its model that has produced this uh ferrari 250 testarossa um Uh it is in the livery of um mike hawthorne at the targa florio in 1958 um, it's, you know, a fairly simple thing. It's basic red with the number 102 and Hawthorne sitting on the left-hand side. But that is 250 euros. <laughs> 250 euros. Or, or five Skeletrics or five Carrera. That's sort of, if we use, if we use uh, the current, the current exactly. exchange rate, I think 50 quid is a, is a basic slot car. So it's, yes. it's five. You could have that or five other cars. Yeah. Or you could, you know, dig around on, on to auction sites until you found an Inco one, get a can of red paint and a driver figure and, and have your own sort of fun. Um, yeah, obviously the Ninko Testarossa doesn't really look that much like a Testarossa, whereas this one does, um, which is obviously an advantage if you're in that market. If it's, if it's worth that much to you, great, enjoy it. I'm just not sure. I mean, obviously I build resin kits and sometimes race them um usually just sort of sit there worrying about it but if i'd spent 250 euros in one hit um then i'd certainly be worried about doing well there's there's a question that sometimes crosses my mind and i am I what's two questions two parts to the question what's the most you've ever paid for a slot car roughly 
Mm. Mrs. Mrs. Garton isn't watching. You're all right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Do you know the most expensive? I haven't. I still haven't finished building it, so there still isn't a cost attached. Um, Is my Vieria seventy one Ford Granada, which was sixty nine euros for the kit, and then obviously you need to add wheels, motor, axles, gears, guide, etc., etc., etc. So. Um, that's going to be well over a hundred quid when it's done. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I've spread that out over three years, so it's basically it's thirty quid. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Um, yeah. So, so when that one's done, I think that's still the most expensive one. Oh, I, I did buy. Yeah, it is because I bought racer Ferrari um, f- uh, P4s. I bought three of them as kits. Um, but that was when they were sort of expiring as a as a range on Pendle, I think, and they were on discount. Um, but even so, back then, which would be what two thousand eight, I think, hmm. um, you know, they were still fifty quid each, so it was still quite a hefty investment. But then again, I was earning a lot more in two thousand eight. And kits as well, you see. I thought so. The, the the second part of the question is when you've got an existing car which maybe cost a perfectly reasonable amount of money when you bought it, but it's now worth north three figures, see. Yeah. <coughs> uh, and I'm thinking spirit BMWs here. Yes. Um, uh, just as a soft on my head. And I, and I know the answers. You happily race them at the club, so you risk them. But I was going, my question <laughs> is, is there something which you've got which has now become potentially so valuable that you think, oh, Well, there was um, until uh, last week, yes. I had the pink uh, <laughs> scale electric mini. Oh, I thought I thought we'd inadvertently stumbled into a tragedy there. <laughs> well, it's a tragedy for people who collect scale electric cars mint in box. I suppose is that uh, there is now one fewer of I think the quite rare pink Mini Cooper classic with flowers on it, driven by two thugs. Um, yeah. Oddly. Uh, but it's now been pulled apart and spray painted black. It's got Aston Martin DB5 rear lights on it, and it's got John Lennon in the passenger seat. So it's yeah. potentially more valuable, I would say, to you uh, certainly. Certainly to me, it is. Yeah. It is. Um, Again, I'll post some pictures because I think you've you've pretty much finished it, haven't you? You've and you've been posting some. I pictures. need to add the spotlights on the front and the Wabasto sunroof from a piece of black card which I can sort of fold and flatten and, yeah, all that sort of stuff. And then it's about there, and then... <coughs> oh, sorry, it's, it's going to go muted again as I have my silent <laughs> coughing fit. Um, Lawrence has got my decal paper because my printer doesn't do water slide transfers, sadly. Um, so he's going to print those off for me, the, the registration plates. He's got so many registration plates uh, coming for all the professionals' cars and all that sort of stuff. Um, I have to sit and very gnomishly do them letter by letter on a Word document, taking them off the proper font because I don't have Photoshop or anything like that. All right, so it's, there's a gap in the market for a make-your-own-scalectrics registration plate app. Well, George Turner <laughs> sells period letters, but I can never make them work. They're too small and fiddly, and um, I never get them seated and dry enough to put another letter on next to the one that's already on. 
so they just all end up in a horrible mess sliding all over the decal sheet and I'm like no this is, this is stupid um, do it yourself so that's what I'm doing <laughs> jolly good um, well that's yeah, I've got something down. if you've got any more pictures of the mini send them to me so what's and that's going to be part of um, uh, a feature that you're doing for motorsport isn't it so have you got when's the deadline for that when have you got to... uh, it's uh, a is... couple of weeks from now okay so um, probably round about well, given the print given the print deadlines for monthly magazines that'll be out sometime at Easter probably <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, the, the editor sort of said, well, oh, can you do a little piece about your stock cars and your club and why you do what you do? I said, yeah, fine, no problem. And it's got to be in within a month, but then there's no telling when it's going to be in the mag. Um, it's just mm. one of their reserve ones, space fillers. You know, here's some pretty cars that have been made and here's middle-aged men playing with toy cars. Uh, nothing wrong with that. Uh, we don't call exactly. them beardy weirdies. Well, we do, <laughs> but anyway... <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking of um, generating a talking a talking slot bingo card, where there are certain mm-hmm. sort of phrases and words, so that the listeners can play along at the show. They can sort of be on. So, well, yeah, there, be... there will be a full <laughs> <laughs> for that feature. There will be four Beatles Radford conversions done. Um, I've got all the right paint, and I've got these set of one thirty second Beatle figures. Um, and I'm lopping the heads off them as when needed, and sticking them on the scale electric driver figure. Okay, That's, I was going to say if you got Beatles figures, but that sounds. No, this actually is ringing. Was was a uh, um, um, aged memory suddenly into my head has popped that there was a now very expensive set of Beatles figures, but actually <clears throat> my head is correct. It was for Subutio. Uh, you could buy uh, okay. a set of Subutio Beatles. Uh, which are now, as you can imagine, rarer. Than... <laughs> not as not as just literally as a band standing. Uh, were they playing instruments? My, my memory suggests they were. Um, I haven't got them. I mean, I have a lot of other <laughs> Subutio things, but I haven't got Beatles. Um, but uh, anyway, I digress. That's a whole other podcast. <laughs> uh, sev- there are several of those, but never mind. Um, what, in terms of what's uh, what's caught my eyes, morely it's the things I've picked up, my green cars, which um, having got back yesterday, I haven't yet tried to prize the magnet out of the Lotus, but I'm going to. I've got that and the Brabham to uh, to race prepare, i.e., remove the magnet from. Um, I've done it to all the other classics, and it always makes them better. Encouragingly, uh, although how long it lasts, the tyres and I'm. And I'm I'm, sh- I'm stroking them as I speak. Um, feel quite soft and sort of tacky. Um, now, what that means about their life expectancy, I don't know, but um, it means that it should grip quite nicely. Um, so, which I'll, I'll be interested to see. And I know that um, Anthony Rowland's done a kit, which is a chassis to take polycar running gear for oh. this car. So it'll be sooner or later somebody will do a twin test, I'm sure, which is a standard car versus the uh, the one with the different chassis in it. I can't, I honestly can't see it being that different. But then that's my my chassis engineer. I think the biggest difference is the guide. If I hold that up here, the guide is here rather than right. here. So yeah. it has a very short guide to rear axle uh, distance. Um, yeah, and so what else? What else have we? What else have you been slotting? Or have well, you been I mean, 
Oh, what, I, what else has caught my eye is the fact that Pendle's now <laughs> got the um, Ferrari 246 Dino kit back in stock. Um, it's the old Mac Pinches um, pre-ad, I think was his thing. Pre-wing is Mel Alt, pre-ad was um, the latent and much-missed Mac Pinches, um, who produced a range of pre- and post-war Grand Prix cars uh, right when Slot Forum was starting up, sort of early 2000s. And um, they became a thing. They became a way for people to sort of get into scratch building. And now Pendle's got a lot of the moulds, and it's sort of brightened up and jazzed up the uh, 58 Ferrari, which is probably my favourite Formula 1 car. Um, so the Hawthorne Collins 58 championship winning car, it's very small when you look at it next to a Van Wall and a Maserati, which are probably the main competitors. And uh, Pete Shepard's just done the sort of show car to show what the new kit looks like when it's all assembled. And Pete's builds are beautiful, and it yeah, it's rather tempting, really, all things considered. So that's caught my eye, as has another pioneer. What? Because you just apparently another can't one. have too many. Yeah. Another one. <laughs> well, pioneer certainly can't. Before we move on from uh, from that build that you were talking about, the and I will find the picture. Uh, because one of the scary things in slot models at the minute is drivers' eyes. Uh, yes. Where manufacturers make an attempt to put eyes in, and they're usually terrified <laughs> or you know, look as though they're having a, a, a very abrupt uh, uh, examination. Um, but he has painted very realistic-looking eyes with whites and pupils inside goggles. I'm um, so the goggles the goggles haven't got glass on them, I don't think, but there are moulded goggles. And there's a close up. And close ups of hand painted things in one thirty second are pretty cruel because you're yeah. you're blowing it up, you know, a lot. This thing looks fantastic. And what is really good, and I don't know whether it's moulded that way or he's done it that way, let's give him the credit, that the head has a slight tilt to one direction, but the eyes are kind of looking. So there's a, there's some there's some life there, there's some animation. It's not this kind of stuck it 90 degrees staining with it so um i don't know how he did it witchcraft i uh, maybe he's got one of those machines <laughs> that you know you can rack you can shrink rack hill welsh i don't know but it's uh it's it's fantastic <laughs> it's fantastic to use the obvious word fantastic um no i mean yeah that's such the skill on that is amazing amazing yeah i i i, I for the figures in the in the beetle mini and john by accident, I got quite right, um, and then I converting the existing scale electric figure to try and look like Magic Alex, their their sort of assistant that used to drive John round a lot. And um, I thought, oh, that looks okay. And then went close up, took a picture, and the eyes were down here on his cheeks. He looked like the bad guy at the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark, and I was like, oh, this is terrible. <laughs> um, so I had to repaint it and do it again. And it now doesn't look as good to me, but at least his eyes are actually in the sockets and not halfway down his cheeks. <laughs> I was going to say, that's a, giving, I think Magic Alex was prone to not being entirely sober, so that probably wasn't a bad look. <laughs> yes. Well, they are very large and black, and he does look completely off his gourd. So, yeah. Is he the one, I would uh, flicking about, is he the guy that they paid a fortune for building a studio in Abbey, in uh, Apple HQ? Yes. 
And it didn't and work. When they bought the building, and it basically nothing. <laughs> he had absolute, absolutely, he had as much idea about wiring a plug as anything else. And they gave this guy at the time, I can't remember, hundreds of thousands of pounds. Um, to, it's a great, I'm going to presume you have watched the Get Back. Um, oh, yeah. The documentary, yeah. It is, it is fantastic. It is very good. Um, in terms of slots, I haven't really seen anything else that's kind of, it felt like a, maybe because of my keen anticipation. Are they girding their loins for Christmas, gone. do you think? Are they, are they oh, waiting to unleash? Well, you've seen, you've good... seen the uh, Jerry Marshall Esprit, though, haven't you? And the, the I have, figure that I have. Well, this the... is the interesting thing. Going, going to a bricks and mortar shop, as our American listeners call them, is always an interesting and dangerous experience because uh, you see stuff. Um, yeah. And sometimes you think, oh, it's not as good as I thought it was going to be. And sometimes the reverse happens. And that was the case with that uh, racing Esprit. I, the Esprits were announced and I thought, mm, yeah, fine. And the various Bond ones came out and I thought, mm, yeah, yeah, fine. Don't really think much of those. This one in the race livery uh, is uh, looked great. Uh, and I was sorely tempted to st to add it to the pile. But um, I was already buying two cars, so that was enough for one day. But... Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll be I'll be looking out for hopefully where when those get a little bit uh, older and they get a little bit discounted uh, because and maybe over optimistically my original feeling was who's going to want a racing spree you know that's a kind of niche 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 uh, but it looks great it does look good um, what what else was interesting uh, down at Gage Master I, I uh, they, when I pre-order stuff they kind of keep it behind the, in the warehouse and you go and get it. Uh, and the guy came back and he said there's a lot of stuff. Uh, they said they had a delivery, uh, particularly from Carrera, and they said there's a huge number of Carrera sets. And I said, ah, ready for Christmas then. So uh, I guess even though it's mid-October, um, those bigger retailers, wholesaler guys are getting in uh, more and more, all the sets now to sell for Christmas. I don't know what percentage of the market is. I would imagine overall for people like Skeletric and Carrera, 80% of their sales are probably Christmas related, I guess. I'm completely guessing. I don't know. Yeah, probably. Oh, we get Simon on the phone. We'll get Simon and uh and I, I we have a we have a contact in Carrera. I wouldn't I wouldn't name him, but uh, he <laughs> he'll he'll send me a message and tell uh, me you're talking rubbish again. Only he'll do it he'll, <laughs> he'll do it in an Austrian accent. So uh, <laughs> So I'll send it to you. You're the one. You're the one who does the good Austrian accent. You know, but <laughs> the louder accent. Yeah, I, 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 I can barely do a good Scottish one. So that's that's <laughs> limited to that. <laughs> but uh, so that well, that, yes, yeah, so Christmas is coming. Uh, that means two things, doesn't it? It means that uh, sort of the shops are full of all sorts of rubbish. We'd rather they weren't. But but more importantly, we're getting close to having to make our mind up about slot car of the year. I mean, it's we now within reach. And um, yeah, and so what, what would be like put you on the spot? Um, no chance to think about it. What would be your top three contenders for slot car of the year so far? So far, I would so say far. Scale Electric Rover. Um, yeah, well, in, in, in well, hmm. does it count? Is it just a relivery or does it count? I'll let you have it though. Is it just a relivery? No, well, it's new me, out this year. It, was it was the was the Bastos car not last year? Was it this year? Time flies. We're having fun. We'll let it in anyway. Okay. Bastos, Bastos, no, Rover. The, uh, Bastos Rover was February okay. last time. All right. 
top three. Um, oh, wow. If it's how, how talked about it was, then the BRM shadow. Mm. Well, not BRM. Who, no, Mr. Slotcar, wasn't it? Yes, yes. The Mr. Slotcar shadow. I'll go and check how many are still in stock. Yeah. <laughs> and then for me, uh, although I haven't seen it and tried it yet, the new slot it Porsche 956 short tails, not the 962 Yust tail, um, but the redoing of the old 956 because there's going to be some stuff that Maurizio and Maurizio have done to that um, because there always is. There's a chamfer here. There's a bit of weight off there. It's going to be quick. Um, okay. And it's still going to be a 956. So for me, that one is of great interest. But I would also probably, if it's not that one, it's the Scale Auto um, Lancers because they just look edible and they actually look like the cars that they are modelled on, unlike some rally cars at the moment. And... Um, <laughs> what, yeah. What do you mean? What do you mean? There's just some odd-looking uh, beasts around at the moment, aren't there? <laughs> naming no names. Well, I, I would... Uh, naming no names, don't do that. I don't haven't got a lawyer, remember. Uh, <laughs> um, the uh, Well, I would... I'd have to... Uh, Having convinced me that the Rover was this year, then yes, I would put that high up on my list. But I always think I'm biased, which I am. Um, uh, yes, the Scale Auto. I'm going to reserve judgment on the Scale Auto Mitsubishi because I have a fear that it's a bit big. And I think when we get it, so it's hard to tell when you'll ever see pictures of it on its own. But I think it might be a bit big. Uh, <laughs> but we'll see. Um and then that's, I can't think of another one. Having asked my own question, I can't think which one has been. Oh, well, I'm more recent again, you know, the best car is the most recent one, but not quite. The Skeletric uh, Escort WRC, the Repsol livery. Okay. That car is, looks looks lovely, goes nicely. Um, yeah, just that's, that kind of ticks a lot of a lot of boxes for me. We were, I was cheating, well, I'm talking about something you were, people can't see but we're going to try and work on how to do it but we were i was watching a chap doing something on uh, construction kits where he's got an axis for uh, i think it was ease of build and complexity of parts sort of thing for kits and i thought ah there's something like that we should do that for slot cars we should do you know how accurate it is versus how fast it is and or how expensive we'll, we'll think of the axis in fact if anybody suggestions for axes uh, put them in the comments um and then we can start plotting because i think it'll It'll be interesting to plot out where a car might fall of going. Is it's really accurate, but it's dead slow, <laughs> or it doesn't? It it goes really quickly, is, but it is doesn't that look regarding it, us it does... or the car. <laughs> well, I don't look very good, and I'm dead slow, so I think it's <laughs> easy to plot. <laughs> yeah, we're not very accurate, uh, and we're dead slow. Slow, well, yeah. So I can plot that without. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. So one other, so another Christmas-related question then. So you're writing your letter to Santa because you've been a mm -hmm. good boy, and what would you put? What, what slot thing mm. would you? And we've got to be realistic because you know the chances of you getting a Bugatti with a smaller Bugatti are chances of me possibly getting anything are fairly slender. If I'm honest about it, <laughs> normally um, <laughs> I have to buy these things for myself. I think the last person. To, oh no, my birthday this year. My best friend who I used to race slot cars with when we were like eight um, who I haven't seen for a couple of years and he came to my 50th birthday 
and he brought me the Scalextric Golf liveried Aston DBS. Um, there you go. Which is actually a really nice car out of the box. I, I've been a bit harsh, no, really, about the um, <laughs> looks of the thing and the fact that a bit more Mustangs <laughs> than Aston Martin, possibly. Um, but um, it was a really nice gesture, and it's because Jake is a big um, Jerry Marshall fan. He was, he, mm. and we used to watch Jerry in that DBS that he used to chuck around the place. At the same time, he was racing his Esprit. So, um, yeah, probably I would stick the uh, ICS Jerry Marshall Capri on my Christmas list as a please, 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 can somebody buy this for me? Because I can't really justify £53. <laughs> Capri, you mean you mean Esprit, not Capri? Esprit, not Capri. Yes, yeah, sorry. Unless you, unless you've got some inside knowledge of the Scalectric product, product range. No, I haven't. I did <laughs> when because um, Gregor Marshall, Jerry's son, said, "Oh, we've got a Scalectric car coming out." And I went, "Oh, is it the Capri?" Thinking <sighs> what's relatively recent in the catalogue. Mm. No, no, no. You'll never guess. And sure enough, it was the Esprit. The Esprit. So um, yes, but you know, we can ask Simon for some old voxels next. Oh, forensics. Yes. 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 What do you think the chances of that are? I'd say slim to none. <laughs> um, but George Turner's got a beautiful kit, which I am going to invest in before the end of this year. Um, well, okay, that's yeah. I would. Uh, I well, there's a there's a timeline if you go back, mm. uh, and particularly when Steve, who's now staff slots, but when he was importing SEX and he exerted some influence on the product plan at SEX, uh, we got lovely marked to escort rally cars with lots of British drivers and things. Um, I, 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 and we got the Sunbeam Lotus as well, which was, uh, I, whether it was him or not, I credit him with leading that <laughs> way. Um, but the one I think, I think the, the extrapolating not too far would have been a Chevette HSR. Um, yeah. Now there wouldn't have been many liveries, but that to, that would just complete that little triptych of your escort sunbeam, uh, and the Chevette would be lovely. It's always a pleasure when I'm doing historic rallies if a Chevette turns up, and um, one actually was in Jersey last weekend for the Jersey rally, and it was sort of it was original period colours, but it looked like a canal boat. It was bottle green with red and gold sign, sign written, handwritten. Uh, uh -huh. lettering on it and it was like okay it's a rally car slash canal boat but um <laughs> it was still a chevette so it was really cool you've 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 triggered a, a both a memory and a slot car related thing the memory is turning up to uh i think it was the 81 british grand prix uh and in the paddock uh there was a, a sign writer man with a paintbrush and a pot of paint uh, painting on the side of the lotus cars uh, because they had up to that point been uh, all blue and Essex sponsored, uh, yeah. and from that race they they somehow or other got back uh, John Player Special, uh, and the man was hand painting the John Player Special down the side of the the car, uh, awesome. e e even in the paddock, um, and somewhere I think I've got a photograph of that. I'll have to dig it out, but um, which triggers. Uh, a slot car related thing, of course, because Fly's latest release is a very clever niche. I got to credit Fly; they find niches, and but this one is unexpected, <laughs> which is it's a Porsche nine one seven long tail in in not quite Martini livery. 
Uh, and the reason I say not quite, because the whole essence of the model is it's not been finished being painted. Uh, and this would seem to be based entirely on a period snap of a man applying paint to the car in real life. So it's a fly Porsche 917 in an incomplete livery. Wow. And I'm just I'm just struggling to get. I mean, you know, maybe maybe just what what I've just said about that fond memory of a lotus in the paddock. Maybe there's people with the fond me. I don't know. But, yeah, uh, I did once if, suggest that to get more liveries out of the March 761, they could have one with wet tyres on and a footprint on the side pod because it was a bit mucky in the paddock that day, and Ronnie Peterson had to stand in a puddle to get to the car because they're getting down to that sort of detail aren't they to keep the same mold coming I think it's in the 20-24 release list actually that one (laughs) (laughs) and if it wasn't half an hour ago it is now Uh, no I mean you know sweat those moulds but I I, I do a model of an unfinished car is and it's not like it remained unfinished it's not famous for being unfinished (laughs) it just wasn't (laughs) finished so it opens if that sails really well then you know, basically the entire back catalogue can be slightly delivered and uh, and told that way. Anyway, we'll see. If you Carrera if, hope with the new NASCARs, doesn't it? Because you know, not only do you have cars with multiple liveries per season, but sometimes they change from one day to the next on 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 odd races. So um, I've seen them do it overnight. You know, the car goes into the mm. pit garage and then they show all the the guys ripping the wrap off and sticking the new wrap on. Could have one half and half. Half a little figure at, of a man with a heat gun. A heat gun. <laughs> and if it was a hobby classic version, the heat gun would actually work. Yes, you'd have to plug it in. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? Yeah. <laughs> Self med- self-melting toy cars. That would be good. <laughs> right, before we get any more libelous, uh, we probably <laughs> to uh want to pull a halt is there anything you're busting to tell i think if possible we should can you can you give us a view from your uh balcony because you know none of us i will take you outside i'm very excited because my friend in spain uh rodrigo who produces uh 3d printed bodies um i'd completely forgotten that a long time ago springtime i'd asked him to have a look at a couple of bodies for me and he's now produced them um, so they're on their way. I did actually pay him some euros as well back in March. And um, so I've now got a Citroen Mahari and a BMW 328, the pre-war version. Um, ah. Um, so, yeah, th- those are quite exciting. Those are very, that's very interesting. I'm surprised the 328 hasn't been done by somebody before, actually. But I be... think Hobby Classic did it. And it was about three hundred pounds. So, uh, and also there was Love Speed, who did the um, pre-war Miller Miller cars, including the Porsche that never raced the, the, the smoothed-out Beetle and the BMW three two eight. So, if I turn around here like this, you can see the casino. Uh huh. Yep. Um, and a building site because obviously we're out of season. <laughs> So just to kind of orientate, so that the actual hairpin, or what, what even older listeners would call uh, the gasworks hairpin. Uh, oh no, is it the gasworks? Oh no, the, the gasworks. gasworks the other one, yeah, yeah. 
So the station was it? It was the station he was putting. Then it became Lowe's Hotel. Yeah. And so it's basically you're on the other side of the building from the the track, and you walk out you the door. You come out of the front these. door of the hotel, and there is the the station slash Lowe's slash Fairmont, as it now is hairpin. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's it's literally there. Um, and I guess this this far out of racing season, there's no evidence. I guess all the armco's been taken down and. Everything's yes. back to normal, is it? Yeah. Yes, and there was quite an interesting video of somebody attempting to take the hairpin flat out in a very small electric car recently. Did you see that? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That didn't um, end well, did it? I can't believe anyone would do that. I mean, it, it's so ridiculously small and tight and steep and downhill. Um, and the TV cameras never capture it in the same way. They never captured Brands Hatch properly. But yeah, that's where we are. Um, and next week I'll be back in green leafy damp. Green leafy. Well, it's certainly less leafy because they're falling rapidly. Um, but never mind. It's, yes, it's uh, heating up. Right. Listen, I have a good uh, event with your electric what's you. uh, it? Uh, safe. We've got a star travels. driver too, Stefano Modena. No, really. Yes. He was the ma- yes. the man who never quite, isn't he? He is. Yes. <laughs> He's now the 60-year-old man who never quite that's driving an electric car. Wow. Oh, well, I guess you've suddenly brought back all sorts. So he was the, he was the, he was the bright young thing that there's probably a story behind that, probably in some magazine that I've, been, I've yet to read because there's piles of them lying behind me. Anyway, enough of me waffling on. Um, as we always say, <laughs> as we say, if you've listened this far, thank you very much. We appreciate it. Uh, if you've got any comments on the things we've got wrong, please feel free to email me. <laughs> If you've got any suggestions for what you'd like us to get wrong in the future, please feel free to email me. Um, And if you're working for a slot car company, we're happy to provide consultation services for free cars. That's all I'll say. Right, I'll say nothing much, really. So I'll say goodbye from leafy England. And I'll say goodbye from the Côte d'Azur. Au revoir.